Hey, you're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Andrew Krakowski, your host of the Boondocks Wilderness and Travel Medicine Show. With me today is Mr. Chris Van Gorder. Mr. Van Gorder is president and CEO of Scripps Health, a San Diego-based not-for-profit integrated healthcare delivery system with nearly 11,000 employees. As CEO, Mr. Van Gorder manages all functions of the $1.6 billion corporation and in his free time commands the San Diego Sheriff's Department Search and Rescue Bureau. Today we're discussing the medical lessons learned from the San Diego wildfires. Mr. Van Gorder, welcome to our program. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Let's get right to it. I've been told by a lot of people that you were directly involved in the medical efforts that took place, not just in the San Diego wildfires, but sort of your preparation for the work that you did in San Diego, I guess you could say first started in Katrina. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Certainly. Well, I guess it really started right on the morning of 9-11. And, you know, we saw the disaster taking place in New York and Washington, D.C. and Pennsylvania. And I came into our offices here at Scripps, met with my chief medical officer, and just kind of asked the rhetorical question, are we ready if it hits here? And the reason it was rhetorical is we knew we weren't ready. And so since that time, we've spent a lot of time, energy, and resources on really upgrading our disaster preparedness, up to and including creating what we call the Scripps Medical Response Team, which is a group of really volunteer doctors and nurses that we had originally anticipated would deploy into our community, literally outside of our hospitals or outpatient facilities, and into the community in the event of a disaster. And we really never anticipated that the first time it would be used was during Hurricane Katrina. And what brought you into Louisiana at that time? How were you first contacted for assistance? Well, we actually had built in the years prior to the hurricane a relationship with the Surgeon General, Richard Carmona, a trauma surgeon very close to the trauma surgeons we actually have in the script system. And he knew of us. He knew what our capabilities were. And we made contact with him right after the hurricane hit and offered our assistance if necessary. In the early part of the disaster, FEMA was really completely responsible for deploying units. But when there was a change in the leadership of FEMA, Mm. the day after that, we literally got a call from the Surgeon General asking if we would be ready within 24 hours to send a group of doctors and nurses anywhere from, you know, Florida, to the Gulf, to Texas, and in the end, we were deployed to Houston to relieve the uh, University of Texas Medical Center at the major shelter at the uh, Bush Convention Center in Houston. How big of a team did you send? We ended up going for about three weeks. We sent about 30 people at a time, and a number of our folks stayed in the entire three weeks. So in the end, we sent 81 doctors and nurses. We were, you know, very self-contained. I mean, we were ready to go with our own medications, and uh, we had satellite communications and radio communications, extremely well prepared for that. We were there for two weeks initially. When they closed the major convention center, they deployed us out into community clinics. Then we were chased out by Hurricane Rita, and that was a trick, just getting our own people out of Texas safely. And then uh, the mayor of Houston actually made a request to the U.S. Public Health Service He said, I'd like those people from San Diego that scripts people back. And so (laughs) they invited us back for one more week. That's quite a compliment to be asked for uh, directly. It was. And I've got to tell you, it was one of the most rewarding healthcare experience I have ever had. And I think a lot of the doctors and nurses that went with us felt the same thing. There were no billing issues. Everybody got free care. We actually uh, were well supplied by the local healthcare systems and the government to deliver care. Well, there were a lot of sad stories, people lost certainly everything they owned, and in some cases, members of their family. They're very appreciative of the care we were delivering them, and I can tell you a lot of our people felt very good about the fact that we could help. 
It's kind of neat to see when the ideal becomes the reality, I guess. And it sounds like for a couple minutes there, at least, the system was such. It really was. And we came back. Uh, we did a lot of debriefing about our experience, talked to a whole lot of folks. In fact, we asked during our third week uh, there in Houston for representatives of the county health department here in San Diego to come back with us so that they could take a look at what had occurred in Houston so we could bring those lessons learned back to San Diego County. And in fact, they did. What sort of lessons did you bring back with you? Well, we were very impressed with what Houston did in terms of setting up their convention center literally as a hospital. I mean, we were doing everything there short of surgery. And we had a lot of ambulances, paramedics ready to stand by to take anybody that needed to be, you know, hospitalized right to the local hospitals. But we kept literally thousands and thousands of patients out of the hospitals. They would have been sorely impacted had they all had to be taken care of, in essence, by the Houston hospital system. And just using curtains from a convention show and equipment borrowed from the various hospital healthcare systems, I mean, literally, we were running, you know, a very impressive medical center in the middle of the convention center. And you bring these lessons back to San Diego. You had a couple of years to, I guess, sort of have them trickle down through the system, at least before the San Diego wildfires of October 2007. And you felt like your team, pretty much as a whole, had a good grasp on what would happen if a large-scale disaster hit prior to October? Well, it's all about being ready for almost anything. And the approach we took was similar to what Houston had done. I mean, they were literally a lifeboat for... Louisiana. And we thought here in San Diego, well, certainly we could be hit by our own disaster. You know, what if there was a major earthquake on the San Andreas Fault up in L.A. County? How many of those residents from L.A. County and Orange County would be flocking down here to San Diego or, you know, a disaster in Mexico coming up here to San Diego? And so we started taking the approach that we would be a lifeboat and we needed to be prepared to help take care of literally thousands and thousands of people, if necessary, out in the community if, in fact, San Diego became that lifeboat. It wasn't that acute during the fires, but we actually were able to use the team, and we were at least a lifeboat for you know, residents of 400 homes that uh, were burned during the fire. If you're joining us just now, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Andrew Kurkowski, your host, and I'm speaking with Chris Van Gorder, CEO of Scripps Health. We're discussing the medical lessons learned from the San Diego wildfires. Now, Chris, you talked a lot about what prepared you to deal with the medical side of the wildfires here in San Diego based on what you'd learned back in Louisiana and in Houston. How was your team first utilized in San Diego come October? That's a great question because literally it was almost the same as when we did Katrina. We actually sought you know, the county people and said, look, what can we do to help? Most of the government agencies don't think that the hospitals are ready to go out into the community if necessary, and of course we are. So we actually called the county, medical operations center, and the city fire department, and we have a close relationship with them, and said, we're ready to go wherever you need us. And they called us back and said, we need you out in Rancho Bernardo. And when does that phone call come in time-wise? I mean, is it Monday? I guess I remember going out to my car and being told by my neighbor, you're not going to work today. You're getting evacuated. You, you know, you live out in Carmel Valley. You're leaving. So that's sort of the timeline that starts in my mind is when I knew this was a true disaster or a true emergency. Right. When do you make that phone call to the sheriff's department asking how can you get involved? Well, at the very same time you were being called, told to evacuate, we were calling the fire department saying, where do you want us to go into? Mm -hmm. And literally, we talked to Assistant Chief Brian Fennessy 
about 400 homes had been burned by this time out in Rancho Bernardo, yeah. and they were starting to set up the recovery center. So this is about midweek. They know we have the capability. We have surge tents and mobile supplies that we can literally just pull out immediately, and we did. We pulled two of our surge tents out that are designed to pop up next to the hospital if necessary during a disaster to give us extra capacity. Uh, we took them out to Rancho Bernardo, to the park out there right next to the facility that they were building that was going to be staffed by county, by FEMA, by all those, God knows how many insurance companies out there dealing with folks. And we actually put up our tents right next to it, along with a bus that we use for a mobile command post. So literally you set up in a park? We did completely self-contained. At the same time we were setting that up, we were identifying the medical response team members and setting up a schedule of shifts so that we could have doctors and nurses and support staff. That's when we actually went and I used my other hat. I put on my sheriff's hat and got authorization from the sheriff's department for the search and rescue medical unit to deploy also to Rancho Bernardo to basically supply medical logistical support Mm -hmm. to Scripps in this case while we took care of the patients out there. And in terms of the Scripps team that was out in Rancho Bernardo, just to give us a scale, how many doctors, how many nurses, I mean, total people? Yeah, probably by the time we were done, we probably used about 40 people. We would have about two physicians on at any one time, probably about four to five nurses, and then we had probably at any one time about three behavioral health or mental health professionals out there. We coordinated with the county. The county behavioral health people were inside the building, but many times they said, you know what, rather than doing some counseling with somebody in a big crowded recovery center, mm-hmm. let's have them go outside to the Scripps folk. And we sat under a tree and a park bench, and our counselors were able to work with folks that were going through a lot of crises. You know, they'd lost their homes, their possessions. In some cases, again, they weren't exactly sure where their relatives were. Yeah. And we'd provide that support. So we were doing breathing treatments in the tents. We were doing some sutures as folks went up, and they'd get a laceration while they were trying to look for their possessions in a burned-out lot. We were even giving flu shots to both the rescuers and the rescuees during about a two-week period of time. It's pretty impressive that you actually had a full-scale hospital set up in a park. Again, very rewarding. And each time we do this, not only do we get a sense of, you know, satisfaction of being able to help our community, but we learn. And we know that next time I'm going to have even more doctors and nurses prepared to, you know, handle any kind of disaster. We come back and we debrief, you know, we pick little lessons learned and make ourselves better each time. And financially, what does this sort of effort that you're describing cost? I mean, the impact of scripts of the entire fire is very Mm -hmm. significant. It's going to be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Putting our people out in Rancho Bernardo, we're probably, you know, about $100,000 cost. We will apply, as everybody will, to FEMA, and there may be some reimbursement for it. But, you know, we never do this with the intent or the mindset of being reimbursed. These are the resources we have available. As a not-for-profit, community-owned organization, you know, we are here for the community anytime they need us, and we're glad to help. And what sort of help and assistance are you getting from the state of California? You know, we had a lot of support. We actually had visits from the state emergency medical services people. They came down there and said, my God, this is a great model because they have been working. In fact, they've purchased three mobile field hospitals, each one 220-bed full hospital, including surgery capabilities. Scripps Health, because of our experience in Katrina, has been selected as the hospital administrative support unit, basically the administrative team to help operate one of those hospitals in the event it ever gets deployed. So they came down and took a look at our mini, mini hospital as a sample of what might be used in another disaster someplace else. 
We work side-by-side with fire department paramedics and EMTs. Uh, We always had an ALS, an advanced life support ambulance, and a BLS, basic life support ambulance, standing by right with us at our facility so that we could deploy, you know, patients out to the, the hospitals. And the fire department was thrilled by this because they said, you know, a lot of people came and got care at our site rather than calling 911, which always takes at least one engine company and ambulance. And they said this saved probably thousands of, you know, potential trips or calls and kept those firefighting resources on the line. Well, I'd like to thank Mr. Chris Van Gorder, CEO of Scripps Health, who's been our guest today on Boondocks Wilderness and Travel Medicine Show. We've been discussing medical lessons learned from the San Diego wildfires. I'm Dr. Andrew Krakowski, your host of the Boondocks Wilderness and Travel Medicine Show. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments, and always please visit us at ReachMD.com. And for more information on Mr. Van Gorder or Scripps Health, please visit www.scripps.org. That's www.scripps.org. Take care. And remember, when you're out there, be there.